Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Spooky Town podcast. I am Ashley, and with me is my sister, Stephanie. Stephanie, we're here, and we're super excited. Um, We're going to talk about a really interesting um, horror movie that came out in 2020 called The Super Deep. We're really excited to dig in to that. (laughs) I literally didn't write that joke down and that just came to me. So, wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So we have that on the docket. We also, of course, are going to be talking about the movies that we've watched. And I have a game that's, which has become kind of a tradition around these parts that aligns with the topic of our movie today. So Stephanie, buckle up for that and then we will dig into the movie i'm buckled you're buckled are you buckled like they were buckled in the super deep elevator though when they're flying down (laughs) (laughs) plunging into the earth yeah um i don't know if i'm that secure (laughs) and if there's the same feeling going on but right tight okay yeah okay let's go on buckled up um so steph uh what's up not much just reading a lot about holes really deep ones (laughs) might i might we call them super deep we might not (laughs) we might not uh and yeah our this topic is actually incredibly interesting i won't we won't get into it just yet but um there's a whole lot of historical context around this film that's pretty fascinating and i know i learned a thing or two so you might too you never know Mm. uh steph what did you watch this week oh boy what didn't i watch this week more like (laughs) this month well yeah um so all right let's try to figure out the more important ones (laughs) one that's sort of ish related is the void i watched Uh the void watched some jordan peele stuff watched the faculty a classic classic 1998 throwback uh no one gets out alive which is a new netflix original i believe wonderful by the way blew my mind very okay. good. So I I have like been bouncing back and forth on whether or not I should watch that. So I'll watch it. You should absolutely watch it. Yeah. Okay. I, I right. was too, based on the trailer. I thought it looked kind of dumb. Yeah. I was like, Same. it's the landlord. He's doing it. Same. Um, the trailer threw me off, but. It's based on a book, which you can really tell it is because there's just a lot more depth to it. Right. Than usual. But anyway. Uh, Grave Encounters 2. Classic. I, we both watched Hell House LLC 2, apparently. The Abaddon oh. Hotel. <laughs> oh my gosh. And let me tell you, that wasn't the only bad, bad, bad thing. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, the it's, Abaddon. <laughs> it's not that bad. Honestly. It's actually, it's got some really good moments. If I'm just, I'll just go ahead and blow up your spot here. Um, It has actually some some really decent moments which i felt the same way about the first one the first one i just i really like that movie this one was like a lot shittier but still good like the acting from some of these people was just off the wall bad um and i questioned some of the hair and makeup choices i'm looking i'm speaking directly about the um tv 
presenter whose entire face just blended into itself because she had like skin colored lipstick on and skin colored like eye makeup and it just like her whole face just looked like eyes and a mouth like that's all you could see. her contouring does bug me a lot <laughs> it's not yeah. good but she's not in it that long um but yeah i really liked that movie i thought that was a good one actually it's that's what i call backpedaling you're like it was it put the bad in a badden uh, it was actually a really good movie <laughs> it was so yeah i mean it was like a, sh- a it, I don't want to say it's a shitty movie because it wasn't a shitty movie. It was no, just it's 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 a dumb movie. It's just that it has redeeming parts. Yeah. Whereas the first one, I think, is just legitimately a solidly good movie. I wouldn't yeah. call the second one good. I would say that it has a lot of really cool parts, but it's mm-hmm. in general a pretty dumb movie. However, have you seen the third? No, I'm making my way through the Hell House LLC don't, franchise. Okay. Don't watch it. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to finish out the whole thing, but isn't there a fourth? No, there's not. Okay, no, it Just wraps up with the third. Okay, yeah, I like it because it seems like the kind of thing like I would do, like I would make if I was given the reins. Like that's the, like the level. Like a lot of the things in it are are like my shit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. So I mean, same. Yeah, I would incorporate those same ideas. You know, like it's I like it for that. It's just very much in line with what I find very creepy and scary. Um, yeah, same. So I'm into it. Uh, I watched the original When a Stranger Calls from 1979, which I liked a lot. Never uh, seen it. It was surprisingly good. Carol Kane is in it. She's a wee babe. She's like in her 20s. Um <laughs> The I was reading about it first just to see if it was because like I I know the premise the the babysitter you know gets a call from someone who's actually hiding in that it's the calls coming from inside the house it's that so like I knew that but then I read that the first like while the movie overall was sort of critically panned even though it's like a cult film now the first twenty minutes are considered by some like the scariest. 20 minutes in a like first 20 minutes in a movie ever and Mm. i was like all right slap it down when a stranger calls and it did slap it down it is really good oh really okay it is scary it's more like unsettling it's a very unsettling 20 minutes right okay but anyway i recommend it i'm into it yeah i watched they look like people uh witch hunt which i love uh the night house which same was some complicated feelings about i don't really feel like it was that much of a horror movie i but i did like it a lot of feelings about the night house (laughs) that i would love to discuss um maybe just quickly because i also watched that like two two or three days ago actually very recently Mm -hmm. i i thought that the idea and of course spoilers i mean this whole podcast is spoilers so if you haven't seen the night house fast forward three minutes. So I thought it was uh, super like w- when I was about halfway through the movie and now my cat's on the table and she's meowing. Um, so I'll let her out in a second. One second, Penny, let me get through the night house. Um, <laughs> so the, I thought it was really cool when 
it turns out he was building a house across the way and it was like half formed and Mm -hmm. he was killing women that looked like his wife. Right. I was like, Oh, so he's a serial killer who doesn't, who's trying not to kill his wife. So he builds this like fake house of his Mm -hmm. and is like reenacting this like fantasy that he's got in this facade of, or not in a facade, but in like a, you know, um, the, the bones of his actual house. Mm-hmm. And um, and then that wasn't it. And I was very disappointed. <laughs> and then she just writes it off. It's like he's a good guy after all. No questions. And uh, well, I don't know I, if he's like supposed to be a good guy because he did kill people. But it's like he was trying to protect her, I guess. Yeah, but, but he murdered like 30 yeah. women. And I'm like, this is Turn, turning into like a, a murder apologist like yeah yeah story <laughs> so I, I wasn't into it it was definitely not what i thought it was going to be the i mean the reason the first thing that i was interested in when i watched the trailer was she finds a house and it's completely a mirror image of her house yes and i'm like okay yeah they it's like they looked into my brain and they pulled out the things that I like. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, it just like, it was horror, but then it was also just like creepy crime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Crime, but spooky. And yeah. True spooky was, crime. Yeah. You know, that that's three strikes for Rebecca Hall. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. It's I just wasn't- your second one. It's fine. It was it was a little bit too clever for its own good. I feel like it it, it had a really great story, like the at, for a second, and then it was like, you know, like. But wait, like it's a. I feel like it'd be a better book. It might be a book. I don't know. That's true. Maybe it is yeah. a book. I don't know. But don't anyway, read. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to read. Um, bleh, coherence also love it. Yep. VHS 94. That I honestly already forget a lot of it. Um, I remember that it was kind of off the wall and it's not what I was expecting. Yes. But to be honest, I kind of forget most of it. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, it's gotten a lot of like mixed reviews, I think, but it's actually one of the better reviewed ones out of the VHS franchise. Um, yeah, I have a very love-hate relationship with VHS. I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. loved Ratman. I thought oh, that was really yeah. good. I loved the biological, you know, body horror one where the, the one evil that scientist... was kind of like a Frankenstein's army kind of yes. vibe. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one now. I was freaking that out about was... that one. Oh, I remember that one. That one was pretty good. It was fantastic. I was I was like my bot, my soul is ascending. Like while I was watching it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like just all the emotions and feelings, and like you feel like you're her, and you're seeing these things, and you're figuring it out as she's figuring it out. And it's just like, ooh, it's a good yeah. one. Gotcha. Uh, the lost footage of Leah Sullivan, which is a wonderfully and criminally underrated found footage movie. I've never even heard of that. It's really good. It's I have super so many good. Things to watch. See, this is where I get all my movies that I'm going to watch. Like next is from Stephanie's breakdown. My gigantic list of movies that I've watched. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Southbound, my personal fave. Uh huh. Uh, Girl on the Third Floor, which is disgusting, but great. And then last night we watched the first half of the first installment of Fear Street, which is the 1994 Uh installment. The first half. That means you didn't like it and you shut it off? No, it means it was 2 a.m. and I was tired. Oh, okay. But I almost shut it off at first because I was very overwhelmed. It's very intense and things never stop happening. And also no one is acting like a person and it's a little off-putting. Yeah. And it could not be farther from the director, Lee, Lee Jan- Janiac, Janiac's only other movie that I've seen, which is Honeymoon, which is like very oh. understated, like muted colors, depressing, you know, but really, really good. Like, I love Honeymoon. And then there's this. And I'm like, this could not be farther from the vibe of Honeymoon. Of Honeymoon. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very specific vibe. <laughs> and is, this is the one that you like the most? Or did you like the 70s one? Out of the one? three. Out of the three, this is the one. That, well, okay. To be fair, I haven't actually seen the third one yet. But I thought this was the strongest out of 1978 and 1970, 1994. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm not like blown away. I'm not saying it's like fantastic. It was just the more entertaining out of the two. 1666 better be better be fucking good i don't think it's gonna be (laughs) why not it seems like it would be the most off the wall one it does seem that way but the trailer leads me to believe otherwise but we'll we'll see we'll see i I was saving that one because i wanted to watch that one with with you but then we i know um, then we just did not do that we just didn't (laughs) we watched a lot of movies when we were together um amazing so as was discussed, I watched uh, quite a few of the same things that you did, but Ugh. I've got the Slumber Party Massacre in there, which I watched because this podcast I listened to, they were like watching it and reviewing it. And I wanted to watch it before I listened to the podcast. Um, so I watched it very. Um, <laughs> did you hear Penny? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on one second, folks. I'll be right back. I have to take care of my cat. Stay, stay. All right, guys. Now it's time to come back. Talk absolute shit about Ashley. Get out of here. Go ahead. I just got distracted by something on my screen, so honestly, I can't Uh even think of anything. Uh oh. Now she's sitting back down. Uh oh. Okay, I'm back. Um, slumber. We're keeping it in. No cuts. (laughs) No cuts. Um. Slumber Party Massacre was uh, not what I expected at all. It was originally created to be like a spoof satire um, yeah. of slashers. and But then they kind of started taking it seriously at some point. Um, but it's very interesting and it was very like feminist for its time. So you'll, I, I could dig into it for days. It's a crazy movie that's very, very dumb, but very interesting and it's, how different it is from other slashers of uh, that same era. Um, Oh my gosh. My friend Alex made me watch the special, which I'm not even going to dignify with talking about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I was about to say, I've never heard of it. And that makes me think it's it's (laughs) like literally don't, if you're thinking about it, don't throw it away, cast it aside. It's awful. The acting Is is terrible. The writing is terrible. 
it has so many scenes in it that are just unnecessary and make no sense. And the premise is awful. So do not yeah. watch that movie. Um, I, I just read the description and it already doesn't sound like something I would like. It's so bad. Um, so I watched that one and I just, I wish I hadn't. Uh, there's someone inside your house. I had to stop that one. I'm going to be honest about 30 minutes in <laughs> that was on Netflix. It was yeah. so boring. <laughs> oh yeah. I was so kind of going boring. back and forth on that one, but I'm not going to watch it now. No, don't. It's, it's like incredibly boring and like, I don't know, I even know how to describe. It's just like a slasher sort of thing. That's, trying really hard to be really like relevant for the time, you know, and all that stuff. And it's just not well done at all. It's just bad. That's kind of like countdown. <laughs> yes. Except, very except relevant to its time. And it just ends up being insulting. Yes. Yeah. This one's like, there's a slasher going around town, like killing people that are like super conservative and like have, you know, white supremacist it's like it's just it's it's fine it's just stupid like it's just boring on top yeah you know uh the night house of course i watched annabelle comes home which i loved i rewatched 28 days later uh house um the hasu the japanese horror film from the 70s and then um did you watch it for the first time oh no no i've that's a favorite Oh, yeah. I think you were the one who told me to watch it. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's just an amazing film. Um, have you seen it yet? I have. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Jay really likes it. I don't have a problem with it. It's just that it's a little goof. It's, it's very little, goof. It's a little too goof for me, I think. It's just not really my thing. Yeah, that's fine. You're just yeah. wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all good. Um, and then uh, I just last one on here, no escape room, which we just wanted to watch something stupid while we were eating dinner. And I put that on and um, it's kind of a part of this, this like three year long era of escape room horror movies. <laughs> are you talking? Are you referring to escape room? But escape from 2020. Room- from 2020 to be to be clear because there is a few named escape room um but the one from 2020 was actually really good yeah no no escape room was not bad it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be um but it wasn't at the level of escape room are you all confused are they great are they in an escape room or are they not in an escape room no they're in they're in an escape room or are they oh oh and Are it's they? kind of <laughs> <laughs> there's no secrets on this so podcast. it kind of becomes an escape house which then becomes an escape <laughs> town which then is an escape world you know so, <laughs> so <laughs> yes and no we just keep going farther and farther escape galaxy yeah, yeah. the tagline should be once you think you're out it pulls you right back in. You know, it's like one of those. Um, Escape multiverse. Yes. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually exactly correct. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I think you'll probably enjoy it, Steph. It's, 
it's kind of sure. our shit a little bit. Sure. Sure. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. So that was it. That's it for me. Um, and with that, of course, everyone, you all know what time it is. It's game time. It's oh, yeah. Time. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so as always, Stephanie has no idea what the game is. So I'm going to introduce it to her now. Um, this is part of our regular theme of creating i create a game based on the theme of or based on the movie that we're watching has kind of become what it is um so stephanie Uh you ready yeah okay so this game is called the super deep game and it's a game about quotes from horror movies that take place underground originally i was gonna try to do suit like really deep horror movie quotes but (laughs) <laughs> I could, they, they were all very obvious and I couldn't it was just taking too long so I don't know if I've seen a lot of horror movies that take place underground so this will be interesting you've seen all of these I've okay I know that you've seen sure. all of these movies so I'm, I'm looking forward to the zero that I've seen and you just think <laughs> I've seen them <laughs> no you've a hundred percent seen all of these um and they'll probably be some of these will probably be pretty obvious but all right so we have seven we have seven total quotes so stephanie i'm gonna read out the quote and then you have to guess what the movie is um i didn't do multiple choice so we'll see how well you do (laughs) all right sounds good you ready (laughs) you ready to get super deep that's my that's my tagline for this no but yeah okay All right, so uh, quote number one, okay, is the only way out is down. As above, so below. There we go. See, I knew that you were. (laughs) So you got that correct. All right. It's possibly because I've seen that movie potentially more times than I've seen The Shining. It's a comfort Uh, movie, okay? Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, no, I, that's that's a fantastic movie. That's like that one actually took me by surprise. I did not expect to, it to be that good. I love that movie so much, and I think it's perfect. Yeah, it is. Okay, you ready? I'm pretty sure yes. you're going to get all of these very easily. Like, <laughs> I don't think I made these hard <laughs> enough at all. Okay, this is not caving. This is an ego trip. Oh, the, the descent. Yep. See, when I saw that one on your list, I was like, oh, well, she's automatically going to get that one because. Well, I think we've kind of exhausted everything that I've seen that takes place underground. That's that's incorrect. OK. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Number three. Uh, you're all going to die down here. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Ah. Uh... Okay. Uh, Finally, I got one that you're not 100% clear on. No, because I know it's like on the tip of my tongue. You're all going to die down here. Oh, my God. I I can't think. So for the sake of time, what is it? Stephanie's like, (laughs) move this shit along. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That is the Red Queen from Resident Evil. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Fine. So so I got a little creative, right? Because the... uh, they are underground That's, in that film. For you getting creative. 
They're un- they're underground. <laughs> well, that one didn't show up in all the lists of like subterranean horror films that I was trying to look up. That one didn't pop oh. up. I just remembered that the hive is underground in Resident Evil. Okay, you ready? If you don't get this one, I'm gonna bop you on the I'm gonna bop you on just, the forehead. I just wanted to be known I have not seen Chud. Oh, Chud's not in here. I knew that you I I had a feeling you hadn't seen that, so it's not on here. These are all movies that you've seen. Um Okay. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. It's not on the ice. It's 2,000 feet under it. The thing? No, I'm going to give you one more chance on that one. The thing from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're Consider uh, yourself bopped. Critical <laughs> limit. <laughs> Classic horror movie. That movie was intense. Um, with that with that fucking like cube of a man from who played D'Artagnan in the nineties. Um, yes, Three Musketeers. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! No, that is Alien versus Predator. God, I'm the one who showed you that movie. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, if you don't get that one, I'm gonna fucking bop you. Um, all right, <sighs> Alien versus Predator. Okay, number five. We have three more. You are not my son. Uh, you are not my son. Okay, okay. I don't know. I give up. Okay, think of a movie where there's a son think- and he's shady AF, and there's some That's subterraneanness also- to it. And these are not all. Okay, so quickly, these movies aren't all a hundred percent underground but underground is a big part of their plot um you also showed me this one you also showed me this movie recently within the last year yeah shit you are not my son i'm looking through a list of subterranean horror movies (laughs) Excuse me. <laughs> like I haven't seen most of these, so I have no idea. Okay, all right. Uh, the hole in the ground. God, <laughs> what is wrong with me? I love that movie. <laughs> um, I thought that I thought that was a good quote, even though it was really short, because it's like, I mean, it's literally what the movie's about. Is that right. what you thought it was good? Because it's yeah. the actual plot of the movie. Yeah, a movie yeah. that I love and have shown you. <laughs> Is that why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this one I'm a little less clear on. This is the only one I don't know if you've seen, but it's a very popular subterranean horror movie. I haven't seen Chud. It's not. (laughs) It's not fucking Chud. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) uh, crazy is building your ark after the flood has already come. Oh fuck me! I know that one. Uh, oh you do shit Uh, don't mind me i'm just typing incorrect next to alien versus predator oh i got incorrect on the ground i think i've gotten two yes you've gotten two yeah uh Uh, no you didn't get resident evil either no yeah so we got three incorrect two correct so you have two more you could still pull it around did you just look it up? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, okay. Oh my god, what is it called? Cloverfield. 
Yes. The second Ten, one. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's it. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right. Wow. I did not know. I was like, I don't, this one's a little harder. I don't know if she's going to get this one. But yeah. You got it. All right. It's the only one that's any good. Uh, yes. That is Howard. And that's an excellent movie. Um, okay. All right. Last one. Oh, God. There's more. Jesus. This is the last yeah. one. <laughs> the last one and if you get this you win the game oh no no pressure you're you're three to three right now okay i lost my daughter to the abyss but tonight i am calling her back the void yes now that one i understand is not underground but they do go into the basement which did not exist in the real like remember it's not on the map no, I remember. Okay. I, the only reason I remember that is because I just watched it. But yeah. then also, I do disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's not as like subterranean. But they, I think I mean, a big part of the journey is them going underground to this like yeah, lair. It's, right? it's kind of like a yeah, like a kind of hell, I guess. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Um, do you want a bonus question I have on here? Sure. All right. You're. I don't know. I really don't know if you're going to get this one. Um, the world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping. There's another world beneath it, the real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger. I don't know. Blade. <laughs> Blade. I, just, I. That was a. That was like just one that I had on there, but I wasn't going to ask. Okay. You won! Yay! I won. Won. You got. You got four right and three wrong. So you won. Oh, all right. I'll take it. Yay. Yay. You survived super deep. Um, so now <laughs> let's talk about the movie super deep. Yeah. Let's do this. And of course, now my cat wants back in the office after being out. So don't mind that if you can hear her. <laughs> it's too bad, Penny. Too bad. Too bad. So sad. All right, so let's dig into our film of the week. Obviously, this week we're talking about Super Deep from 2020. It's a fantastic Russian horror film by director Arseny Sayohin and uh, filmed by Sergei Torchulin with Milena Radulovich starring. And also, um, she was a co-writer for the screenplay. So um, I found out today and that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So I also found out today that she's 26 years old. (laughs) So that's less awesome. What are we doing? As that is younger than me (laughs) and I don't approve. (laughs) I know some people are just born, born with it, you know, and some have to cultivate it like um, seeds in a, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, basically whatever we're awesome uh we just have to work at it a little bit harder than freaking melina over here um (laughs) but uh yeah this movie is very interesting like i said before it's um kind of wrapped around a bunch of very interesting historical context um which i'll let stephanie dig into because she's done quite a bit of digging (laughs) i keep saying that and not meaning to but she's done quite a bit of digging around um what the uh, actual story of the borehole is that this film yeah. is based around. So I'll let you get into that stuff. But um, just to kind of set it at a high level, this movie is set in um, 
1984, and it follows Anna, who is Milena, played by Milena, who's a Russian epidemiologist. And um, she is pulled into um, a project, which I'll let Stephanie talk about a little bit, but it involves the famous Kola borehole in Russia. Stephanie, kick it off. Yeah, so it's based on the Kola super deep borehole. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact about this borehole. Did you know that it's only nine inches in diameter? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I was imagining like this pit that just yeah. goes seven over seven miles into the earth. But it's just it's just a little hole. I mean, I, I guess that's not it's not like a pinhole, but that's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Still, still scary. A, a giant scary. hole in the earth is terrifying. Like we, yes. I think we can all agree on that, and especially uh, all of the like local legends around it, calling it the well, the well of hell or the well to hell. Um, and there were like weird sound recordings that they pulled like deep within the hole, and it it sounds like screaming or something when it's you know it's just the earth. You're, probably you're going seven miles into the earth's <laughs> crust. <laughs> Yeah. So based on a real hole, everyone, like, um, yeah, the hole in the movie is, of course, very wide. But in reality, it was nine inches wide, as Stephanie said. It was a a scientific drilling project. um, The Soviet Union, I think it it started in, oh, it started in 1970, actually. And then uh, it was sort of abandoned in like, like uh, 1985. So this movie takes place one year before the whole thing is like the real super deep hole was abandoned. Um, so it's just like the end of everything. And that's where we come into in the movie is we have found the horror and here's what we're going to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's how we are wrapping this up and it's it doesn't go very well. No. If you haven't already seen it. Um, and what I thought was interesting was I was watching an interview with, um, Sergei and Milena and they were just talking about the concept for the movie. And Sergei was saying that, you know, this is a very famous story in Russia and it's something that everyone knows about, but he didn't think that outside of Russia, very many people knew about it or, you know, understood the, um, the gravity of it and what it was. And so on top of that, they're the details of it are very classified, right? So there's not, there's a lot of mystery surrounding it. So we felt like there was a lot of opportunity for creativity with this story um, to talk about, you know, what was actually found down there. So um, that kind of set him up to, um, to build this, you know, movie, this interesting yeah. world that he built in the film. So. And my apologies. It was actually the, the drilling stopped in 1995. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere. Yeah. It, it, it went on for like 20 years, right? It, it took them about 20 years to get down to that depth. Yeah. Of um, seven, seven ish miles. Yeah. Like 7.6 miles. Yeah. Something like that. It actually, it continues to be the deepest borehole in the world in t- terms of true vertical depth. Um, yeah. It is surpassed in, uh, measured depth, which to be honest, I don't know what that means. Mm. Um, it's surpassed uh, by 
uh, Al Shaheen oil well in Qatar. It's that's like 40,318 feet. Wow. As opposed to 40,230 feet. Oh, okay. So, so they it's came like not close. that much deeper, <laughs> but it continues to be the deepest borehole in the world again, in terms of true vertical depth. So it just goes straight down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah it's fascinating. It's, it's really, really fascinating and terrifying. Um, and I guess the reason that you can't really go much deeper, according to what I was reading, is because the earth starts to get kind of liquid. <laughs> um, yeah, things things start to get really hot and less solid. So it's a, yes. Yeah. So equipment doesn't really go down much further. And um, they said it was also quite a bit hotter than they expected it to be. It was in like the 300 something, like 360 degrees versus like the 200 degrees that they thought. And in the film, well, that, they talk about that, too. And that's just Celsius right uh i'm i was pretty sure i don't know i'm stupid and i didn't look that up <laughs> I, I thought it was fahrenheit but Celsius. i could I would, be wrong i mean it obviously only gets hotter as yeah. the molten core of the earth approaches um cuz that's just getting through the crust of the earth so yeah god knows yeah god knows what lies beyond except that we do know what lies beyond um, so it's not really that mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's the, that's the setting that we're at, right. Um, based on a real thing set in, um, that historical kind of time frame. Uh, but the movie opens with, uh, we see Anna, she's, um, basically being rushed to push this vaccine through, um, that she's been developing and um, they sort of skip like she's being pushed by the government essentially to kind of push this through without the proper trials. Right. And so Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is we kind of see her stuck in this dilemma of um, trying to reckon with the fact that her cohort in this like vaccine development process um, gave himself the vaccine, I think as a test and died from it yeah because he was already infected with something i think and then right. he volunteered to be a test subject because right. he would likely have died anyway and if this worked that would save him and also a lot of people yeah so even though it, it hadn't even been through like animal trial or yeah. like testing or anything yeah. like that like it skipped every single trial that you're supposed to have and so he sacrificed himself for it and he died yep yeah, so we we're we're kind of introduced to her character as this character who's very like kind of mired in this weird ethical dilemma that she was forced to confront, right? So she's she and and, and we're getting a sense for her character too, especially like at the dinner party scene which follows directly after where um they're kind of congratulating her and um she gets that phone call from um the government official kind of, you know, Uh, giving her yet another career opportunity. We're seeing that she's very career driven and she's kind of battling this ethical dilemma that she's got, you know, that she was faced with and this uh, kind of drive to further her career is how I read that those first few opening scenes with Anna. Well, I believe the, the dinner scene is set place um, or is set place takes place uh, some time after the beginning, because she has at that point, 
they they have finished the research on the vaccine and the vaccine is now uh released to the public so now she's hailed as like a hero yep you know um so that's why she gets this lucrative yet secretive contract from her military contact who says that he'll put her in charge of like biological research in something like a really big opportunity yeah 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 if she just comes and does this thing real fast (laughs) which is coming out to of course the um super deep borehole um and investigating some mysterious activity that's being been taken place there so um so yeah so that's the that's the kind of opening intro to anna and then we get transported out to um the borehole which is sort of in this isolated area um very like wintry outside which kind of becomes important a little bit later in the movie um steph you want to show everything is wintry outside it's in true and i this is going to be a series where we might not be pronouncing things correctly so bear with us it's in murmansk which is in uh the northwestern region of russia so it's even colder (laughs) if possible Yeah. yeah um yeah so she and like pulling back this is we already talked about this in the last episode i think Mm -hmm. super deep when you guys watch this if you haven't already seen it keep in mind that the movie it's a russian movie uh it's both dubbed in english and also all of the actors besides anna besides milena are mouthing english but their voices are dubbed over she's the only one who it's her actual voice and she just is speaking accented english yeah so it's a little off-putting and it makes it seem kind of stupid at first and almost i hate dubbed stuff and i also had no idea i'm like just speak russian it's fine like this is yeah coming off of me like having just seen Sputnik where they're just speaking Russian and it's completely fine. It does not take anything away from anything. Um, Yeah. So it's a little rough getting through that, but after a while you kind of can ignore it because the movie, it really is worth it. But anyway. Yeah. It it, it really does kind of create, um, it's very distracting and it's something like Stephanie said. I really wish they wouldn't have done because if they hadn't have done it, I feel like I would have connected with the characters a lot more. And I'll, I'll get into that a little bit um, as yeah. we start talking about the people they meet um, in the hole. But um, it does, it does kind of add to the disconnection that I felt with most of the characters in this movie besides Anna. Anna is really the only one that I end well, up feeling like has a story. <laughs> and I, I feel like that might also be the writing. Like, yeah. even the even if they were speaking Russian, I don't know if I would connect with the other characters as much as I do, Anna. But then there's the added bonus of she's the only one whose who's actual real life voice we're hearing. Yeah. So on that level, too, she has a she has one over the rest of them because it's just different. Yeah. It, I feel very disconnected from everyone. But also, yeah. they don't really have that much of a backstory. Yeah. Besides, yeah. Besides Sergey, I guess. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so like Stephanie said, she gets the phone call and we're we're headed out to uh the borehole now. So the head of research at this facility, um, 
his name is Dr. Grigoriev, has been kind of denounced after reports of his hiding out in an, uh, an unknown disease within the facility. So there's some rumors that he's um, something has happened at this research facility in the borehole and that and he's, he's like unstable cut, and he's and... unstable and he's cut mm-hmm. people off and there's something weird going on. So they have to go check it out. So they bring in Anna being mm-hmm. the epidemiologist um, that they trust to kind of go down there and figure out what, what is going on. Yeah. And the, the whole thing with them arriving at the, the site, the research site um, she's with a bunch of, she flies in with a bunch of soldiers, a bunch of Russian soldiers to be like the muscle, you know, yep. to protect her. Yep. Um, and it opens with uh, when they're landing the, helicopter or plane or whatever i think it's a helicopter there's this like scientist guy who we see kind of creeping around um while they're landing but it's like only for like a second in like the like bottom frame where you see him and when i first saw it i thought it was like they messed up and someone was just being weird (laughs) or something and i was like what the hell was i'm like did you see that guy yeah and he ends up being like important yeah um he they start like the Russian soldiers start shooting at him because he's just like approaching the helicopter and he there's like clearly something wrong like he's sick or injured or something he's like kind of stumbling and he also does not seem to care that people are shooting at him and I don't even know if they hit him and then he sets off a grenade right next to the yeah the helicopter and it obviously kills him and it you know, blows out the windows in the helicopter or the plane. I, I don't know what they're in. Yeah. The, it's like a, it's like a military device. helicopter. Yeah. It's like a military <laughs> yeah. grade helicopter. It's chonky. So it, it opens with already, uh, maybe there's something <laughs> wrong <laughs> with this. Maybe hole. something's a little bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. With this, with this borehole, this nine inch borehole. <laughs> that's like absolutely <laughs> enormous in the movie. Um, like, and here's the other thing, right? Like knowing the historical context of this borehole and how it took 20 years to dig a nine inch wide hole. Can you even imagine how long it would have taken to build like a 50 foot wide with with living quarters and machinery used to like filter air and an elevator and like all this stuff? Can you imagine how long that would have taken? Because that's what the borehole in the movie is like, right? Yes, yeah, people live in the hole. It, they live there. It, like. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the hive a little bit from yeah. Resident Evil where yeah. things branch out from the hole and that's where like the research facilities are, like the main things, like yeah, like the living quarters. Like people live down there. And then there's this high-powered elevator that plunges into the earth at outrageous speeds, which I guess is necessary if you're trying to get down it. You can you imagine if it was like a mine shaft elevator? <laughs> down super slow (laughs) well here's what's up is someone had to build that elevator so somebody was cruising like like people had to cruise in like shitty equipment for a little while until stuff was you know like i'm just thinking about the logistics uh like i can't even get people out to my house to fix the porch (laughs) i can't imagine (laughs) building a high-powered elevator (laughs) Like a human grade living facility, seven miles beneath the, you know, like I can't, I can't even, and a lab on top of that. So not to poke holes because like I'm, 
I of course suspend belief whenever I watch any anything, but like I was just thinking about that as we were going. I was just like, wow, this must have taken like 150 years to build. <laughs> yeah. How do you get concrete down there? Like that's my other question. Like how anyways, I could go on about that forever. But um uh how did they build Rapture? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's okay. So anyway, anyway, yeah, like Stephanie said, um, that's your first real tangible sign that something funky is going on in the hole, well, right? And also, once Anna and everyone gets their bearings, she goes out to the now blown up carcass of this guy. Yep. Um, and there's something weird going on with his insides. So she takes a sample of it. Um, and she... She goes off. And that's also where we're more introduced to the like second main character, which is Sergei, who they kind of like have a little like love interest thing going on. Not really that much. Um, yeah, but it's his, pretty light. The, their whole bit throughout the thing is he's trying to guess where she's originally from. Based so, on her accent. Yeah. Yeah. He guessed like Serbian. Um I think Croatian at one point. Uh, I think he says, isn't like Yugoslavia the first one that he says? And she's like. It's it's one of the first ones that he yeah. says. He says Yugoslavian. She says no. And then at the end of the movie, she tells him she is actually from Yugoslavia. Yeah. And, and then like, he says, uh, fuck you. And then he died. No, I'm kidding. No, he does not say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's their their introduction to this this place. And then they also, you know, they have mm-hmm. to contend with Dr. Gregoriev, who is. They don't really know what's going on with him. She talks to one of the miners, and all of the miners look just like, I mean, not only exhausted, but also like something has happened to them, and they're just like not okay. And she talks to one of them, and uh, he tells her it's hell down there. That's what they found, hell. And she's like, awesome. Sweet. And they all have some. <laughs> Or at least he has some weird scars on his face. Like, clearly something has happened to these miners. Right. They have seen something they cannot unsee. Um, and then they plunge into the earth and they go to the second level, which is called Resort. And that's the living quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they find two people. They find the engineer, or I guess, a engineer and one of the doctors, which are Nikolai and... Kira. Kira's mm-hmm. the doctor. And they like test them to see if they're infected. They're all good. Mm-hmm. And at um, what point do they at what point do they meet Dr. Grigoriev uh, again? Haven't they met him already by this point? Yeah, they meet up with him. He's the one who lets them into the elevator because the right. elevator needs a code. That's right. Um and he but then he like escapes, I think. Yeah, he like lets them in. They go, uh, I think it's what, the 5,000-ish meters down level. And then he escapes. And then that's where they meet up with the, um, like you said, the other scientists and people living down there. Yeah, he escapes pretty much immediately, like as soon as he gets down into the hole. Mm -hmm. Because what he's trying to do is shut down the entire place. Because he knows that what they have uncovered they cannot uncover and they cannot destroy. So the most important thing, and he tells this to Anna at some point, he tells her people should always be a priority. And that's a sentiment that's echoed throughout the movie. Yeah. And is also 
a really big theme throughout the movie because people are not prioritized by the Russian government, the Russian military, you know, the corruption yep. from the top, uh, very typical of this kind of government um, where people's lives are not just, or people's lives are not prioritized over discovery of new things and the weaponization of new things. So that's what the doctor is trying to do. He's a good guy. He's trying to save all of humanity. Um, right. So he kind, of, he kind of plants that seed with Anna again, right? So she's under duress once again. She's yeah. kind of juggling the the straddle that she has between making like an ethical choice and um, like Stephanie furthering said, furthering her own, her career. own career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also meet uh, Piotr, who is a scientist and uh, he's the Bill Hader scientist guy. I, I wrote that down Hader. too. Did you see that in my notes or did you also think that? Because I saw... No, I think I saw it in your notes, but then I also thought it when we first saw it. He looks yeah. a lot like Bill Hader. He is. He's Russian Bill Hader. He's got a fantastic mustache. Yeah. Um, and again, I like with most of the characters, I don't super connect with him, but he's... He looks like his the character he plays in that SNL skit, the Target SNL skit. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> he's like the manager. <laughs> oh, okay. He's just super weird. Yeah. He looks like Piotr looks like that that character, that Bill Hader character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So at this point, yeah, it's all the soldiers and um Anna and everything. And also her military contact. He's like higher up in the military his name is yuri um mm, yeah and he's like the liaison between her and the military i guess yeah uh, so so our group is getting bigger right so we're getting like quite a few more characters that are being introduced and to be perfectly honest like we talked about like some some people are much are a little bit like some some of their voices line up a little bit better with their mouth movements than others but wow <laughs> The soldiers less so. They yes. put, I think, a little less thought into the soldiers. Yeah. The soldiers are also, with the exception of Sergei, the soldiers are very reminiscent to me of the ones in Aliens, where they're very like, yeah, you know, atypical, like way too much bravado soldiers who are just yeah high on their own like ego. <laughs> they're like, yeah. we're gonna shoot the thing and we're gonna kill, and we're gonna get it. And we're going to be fucking heroes. They're, yeah. they're very that and they don't really have any depth, which is fine because they also are the first to die. So right. It's like, it's yeah. Fine. And it's, it's kind of at this point too, like I'm, the whole movie kind of has the thing vibes to it. Right. Um, yes. Very much. So in like, of course the setting being in kind of like an Arctic uh, place and just the whole atmosphere and um, we'll talk about this a little bit more as we get towards the the big monster scene but that also kind of has those vibes so you can see a lot of like heavy influences pulled from that movie I feel like throughout that's the first thing I thought when I saw the movie is that it reminds me so much of the thing but I think the thing is a better movie oh spicy <laughs> i i like super deep and yeah I, I do like it but like i said it's got some like it was his first it was sergey's first writing 
job on a movie and you can kind of tell right it's a little bit the the scenes are a bit i felt like the movie could have been like 30 to 40 minutes shorter and been more impactful like it takes a while to get where it's going and not all the scenes serve to make more tension for me like they just kind of felt a little lingering without giving you much like you don't get more connected to the other characters necessarily through them you don't really mm-hmm. like feel tension building. It's just kind of more, more like anxiety from the characters. And we could have maybe done with less of that and more like tension and actual like, you know, character exposition. But I do think it could have, they could have shaved off like 20 minutes and that would have served it. Yeah. I personally feel like there's a lot of tension, but then I also don't like most of the like crew, but. Mm-hmm. Again, most of the crew is populated by military dude bros, and they die yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's not really like that yeah. big of a drag. I mean, I agree. Um, I think I like it more than you do. <laughs> I know. I I still like the movie. Um, I just I can see areas where if they had done something a little bit different, it would have been so much stronger. Um, but hey, the- I've never made a friggin' movie in my life, so. <laughs> For, for a first movie, I think this is awesome. This is a great first movie. Yeah. But the the first things that came to my mind, um, like as influences, and this is coming from an American, and there could be obviously other countries' influences, that like movies that I just don't know about. Yeah. The first things that came to my mind are obviously the thing where it's this unknown organism living deep within the earth, or it was like dormant or something, and they woke it up. and it consumes and also subsumes uh, the life that it comes across and it kind of like assimilates it all into one being. Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of the thing, which like when the dogs all kind of congeal together and it all becomes like this one horrific, awful creature, which is also in a, in a way a bit like um, the color out of space. When, I was just going to say, yeah. With yeah. The when the mom and the, the youngest kid, kind of form together and become one like sentient being which is so so effective every time like i i that is so disturbing to me it's so unsettling that like congealing of bodies and you know yeah like that that is so off-putting to me every single time um that scene is horrifying in the color out of space horrifying And so heartbreaking, which, yeah, well, yeah, um, but <laughs> so I have on here. Oh, go ahead. The other influence that I think it, oh, for yes. me, it has is Annihilation, um, where it's like this, yeah, it, less of like the strange new world, but still the, like this alien in the, in Annihilation, there's a lot of like alien fungus and I potentially mold. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Um but the the fungus that grows on everything and kind of erupts out of people yeah kind of like and then you also become it like some people are like fused into the wall and they're like they've become this like alien plant life form that are still retained like human qualities but that's kind of it it reminds me a lot of that except super deep has nothing to do with outer space none of it is alien it's all earthly and i think that's a really fun thing where there's this horror deep within the earth and it has nothing to do with 
outside visitors. It's something that's been living beneath our feet all this time. And what horrors lie yeah. beneath our feet? That's kind of the premise of all underground subterranean horror. And I think this movie does that really, really well mm-hmm. because it is so reminiscent of the thing, the thing from outer space, but it has nothing to do with space and it's completely earthbound, which is somehow yeah. even more terrifying because we can't even blame it on like, it's from another world. It's like, no, it's from our world. Yeah. And what else exists <laughs> down yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to get philosophical, everything's from out of our world, right? But I get your point. What? <laughs> We're all just what? things from from outer space is what I'm saying. We're all made of minerals from space. We're made of minerals from space, but we're from this planet. <laughs> Yes, but I'm. I mean, we're all made of the same shit, right? All is right, what I'm saying. Let's get off. <laughs> we're not gonna get. We're not gonna get there. But so what I have here is so like Stephanie said, we're introduced to kind of the cast of characters, right? So I put one of the first really like outwardly spooky moments is when they attempt to go down to the Sahara level, um, and venture out and try to uh, kind of see what's going on. And when the door opens a young woman, Olga walks through. Um, and it's a little bit of, I actually really like the way that they did that. And they framed it because you can almost barely see her walking like towards mm-hmm. the door in the darkness. And I remember when you and I watched it together, um, when I was visiting, I was like, Ooh, like, that's good. Like, I really liked that moment. And then the way that they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and Olga's all kinds of fucked up. Olga's She's- very fucked up. Well, and especially she has walked through Sahara and she's walked up like the tunnels all the way to where they are. Um, And Sahara is extraordinarily hot to the point where you can't just go into Sahara without wearing protective gear because your skin will like boil. So she's walked through it with no real like burned like skin damage as far as like burns go. And she's also walked incredibly far. So they're just like astounded that she's even made it this far. But then Anna and um, Kira also like examine her and they, they pull off, like she's wearing like a hospital gown. They untie the back and her back is just covered in like spores, like, like not spores, like fungus that's emitting spores and just all sorts of like gross plant life looking things. But then her skin is like twisted. Yeah. And like, there's like, goo and like pus and stuff and it's just disgusting i love the practical effects in this movie which uh one done by a company called galaxy effects but um fantastic really really good like yeah you'll i mean we've talked about this before but like practical effects are just i love them like it's just like the most direct the most direct borehole to my heart is um The most practical. direct finish wide borehole to my yeah. <laughs> is to practical my- <laughs> effects. Like they can do no wrong in my opinion. And I love this movie for that. Like so good. And some pretty gross like body horror stuff too, right? Like the whole thing with um, um Olga. Absolutely disgusting body horror. Uh, disgusting. Yeah. And <laughs> I also love that. So um the effects get a 10 out of 10 for me on this movie. I love them. And we kind of get, like Stephanie said, the intro to it in this moment when they peel back um, Olga's clothes and see her, what's growing on her back. There's also, we see this more throughout the movie, at at some point 
the people who are infected with this like mold and fungus and whatever will start glowing red just a little bit. And it's, it's kind of like it, it seems to happen when things start getting really intense. Like that means that something really bad is about to happen. Like they're about to mutate or something like that. But anyway, so yeah, they, they examine her. She's all, all fucked up. Um, and she's not really talking. It's like she's in shock. Yep. Eventually everyone leaves except for Kira and Anna and Anna has to go somewhere and leaves Kira alone with Olga. And then Olga transforms like her, she like lifts up her hand and her fingers start bending weird ways. And she just like, after that happened, she kind of just explodes. (laughs) Yeah. Into like this, like giant mist of like just spores and like just infectious air. Yeah. And that obviously that infects Kira and that completely messes her up yeah, as well. She blasts when, right in her face. It's like Kira yeah. doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. When Anna and Sergei come back to to check on her, it's like, uh oh. <laughs> hey girl, you you okay? You good? You and good? She's like, so Kira's like literally fused to the floor and there's gigantic <laughs> boils on her back. Um, yeah. There's like those weird like vine type of like twisty yeah plant things like all over everywhere she's completely fused into the floor and then the worst thing happens that i absolutely hate which is she opens her eyes which means she's still alive and that is what really gets to me because i'm like but are they in pain is she aware or are her eyes just opening like it's this involuntary like thing that her body is doing yeah. and she's not actually alive or she's at the very least she's not actually kira anymore that's the best thing i can hope for but anyway that's it's not super that clear me it's not super clear whether or not and, and until like we get to the end which we'll talk about later i think that question is kind of answered for us but um it's not super clear at first whether or not these people are alive because or, uh, how alive are they or how how much of Kira is still left, I think. Yeah. And I would almost, I, I, I feel like the answer is like ish. Like, yeah, I don't think they're like conscious. I think it's just like this fungus has learned how to manipulate the body to do something yeah. it needs to do. Right. I think that's more of what it's supposed to be. Well, and there's like a also, tipping point. Yeah. It also like infects the brain and takes yeah. things over yeah. so that it can completely consume their like life form yeah and transform it into something else entirely so yeah my my hope is that she's it's not really cure anymore because otherwise i can't handle it yeah and then Kira explodes <laughs> <laughs> and fills the entire room with uh-huh. spores yeah which anna is able to escape because she gets a gas mask but unfortunately sergey gets hit straight in the face with it yeah so he's not good yeah yeah uh and then you know you later see him after they're able to actually safely leave the room and he's super infected i think he's blind and he's starting to glow a little bit yeah yeah he's he's not in a good spot and i think you know you can kind of you can see the tension on Anna's face the whole time, but I feel like this point is kind of a little bit of a tipping moment for her because she kind of likes him a bit, and mm-hmm. she can see that you know what it's doing to him, and it's starting to get I think harder for her to write it off as something yeah. that she can you know ethically bring up to the surface uh, for her government. So, oh, 
right? Why do you keep doing this? What? What do she, they do? She can ethically bring up to the surface. Oh, like, that was literal. Oh, literal. <laughs> I wasn't being deep. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that you were speaking figuratively, and I was getting very upset. I don't even know what that would mean. Um, I don't know. No, no, like uh, because that's her whole job, right? Is to go down into this hole and bring this thing back up. And she's like, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Like she's starting to get to that point where she's a little bit on the fence. And one of the people that they compared her to was like, she has the bravery of Ripley. And I'm like, if one more person compares a female scientist oh, who has an opinion to Ripley, I'm going to lose my mind. God <laughs> damn it, dude. Like, Hi, are, are you a female scientist? And do you have an opinion? You must Lord, be Ellen Ripley. Can you think of like any time in the history of the universe that people have done that for like, that, a dude scientist? I'm going to lose my mind. The thing that really bugs me with specifically with Sputnik and with this movie, and it has nothing to do with the movies, but the fucking reviews. Oh my God. Like, obviously this is a ripoff from Alien. And the only thing that is a similarity between Sputnik and Alien is that the director said he was inspired by Alien. And also there's an alien in it. After that, nothing is the same. Yeah. We're trying to say that the yeah. female scientist in that movie is like Ellen Ripley. She's absolutely not. She is in no way. For one thing, is Ripley even a scientist? Yes. Well, she's like a pilot, isn't she? She's like an yeah. engineer. She's more like engineer type, like adjacent. She's yeah. not a scientist. I don't remember her being like the Science-y. lab person. She was like no. a, a driver of the ship. I don't think that she was... Yeah, she yeah. knew about like the the parts, like the engineer type things. Yeah. And I think she knew some science, but she wasn't a scientist. Well, she was she was like a kind of a soldier too. I think she was supposed to be in the military or something like that. Anyways, um, well, they kind of all are. I think I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a prerequisite for the alien universe. But yes, so I, I knew that would make you nice and mad. I just saw that and I was like, "Are you f- like? Can we stop it? Can we stop it with the sci-fi women all having to be?" fucking ripley like a movie that has aliens in it or some sort of evil life form that's unknown to us at the scientific level is not alien she's nothing like ripley either like at all (laughs) like anna is so far different than ripley is like this hot hot headed i would describe her like very passionate do the right thing and save as many people as possible immediately person and anna is like stuck between two worlds very career driven very like she's like it's not the same thing like <laughs> and she has this like checkered past where she feels yeah. immensely guilty for killing her co-worker with an yeah. experimental vaccine yeah you know just like ripley's, ellen ripley's like fuck the government i hate you all you're all stupid get out of my face i'm gonna shoot you like that's not what anna is at all it just like drives me nuts on Anyways. our series of it's just like ellen <laughs> We'll talk about any woman in a science fiction horror My movie. God, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so so yeah, they're they're down in Sahara, <laughs> and they once they get the the hell door open, they send a group of soldiers down there in their mm-hmm. heat protective suits. 
And that's oh, the shot of like, it's like a mine shaft. Um, but it's like, you know, going kind of, it, it's more like a ramp type of thing yeah. going down farther into the earth. So you can walk through it is awesome because it's just a bunch of those like lamps that they or like lanterns that they attach to like the rock, you know, yep. to so you can see down the path, but then it just disappears into darkness. And it's like, obviously nothing good is going to come out of this. So they send those guys down there. They eventually come back and I think they've like sealed the door again. So they have to open it and they're like pounding on the door. Someone comes out. He's like just fucked. And then they eventually hear someone else like shambling up the way, but they can't see him yet. And then you see it's one of the soldiers, but his entire arm is ripped off. Yeah. And he's like, it's not good. So they just seal the door. <laughs> Yeah. in his face and they're like uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh and I think <laughs> they can also hear some noises emanating from mm-hmm. the shaft Yeah, uh, and it, it's clear that there's a it's clear that there are I mean there are like screams but then it also might be attached to like a monster so that's yeah. your first indication that it's a monster which is what it is it's a monster that screams and cries and does all sorts of fun, fun ear feel things. Yes, yes. It has amazing, <laughs> the sound around it is fantastic. I love the the sound of the monster. I think they did a really good job. Yeah. They also, pretty quickly on, they Anna finds out that the thing that will, like the weakness of this thing is cold, like like freezing temperatures. Yeah. So that's important to the end. And then just sort of just yep. skipping around, people keep dying. It's not good. She talks to to Yuri, the military guy, like the guy in charge. He's again not it there's just he's like fake prioritizing human life because what he's saying is that this is going to like if they find this thing that's down here and they can get control of it and they bring it back to Moscow, that they will be like the most powerful country in the world and this will save the country which will save the people and if they don't if they come back empty-handed then the country's going to fall apart and everyone who has died trying to harness the things that they have discovered down here will have died for nothing yeah and that's obviously that's a complete lie because it whatever yeah. is down here is not worth this many people dying and suffering so that that's just a gigantic theme throughout the movie is just the the government the military you know them are they're not prioritizing human life and they're only interested in furthering their political stranglehold over the world which is something that was very well i think continues to be true about russia and anywhere that has a strong military presence but then also at the time because this was you know in, in 1984 that's getting closer to the end of the Soviet Union and all the anxieties and things coming out of that and all of the suffering. And it's like, well, if we give up now, then all of this suffering will have been for nothing. So we have to keep pushing forward Mm -hmm. uh, at the detriment to the Russian people. Yep. And I also, I found out a term that I had not known before, which is that this in 1984 was pre-perestroika communism. Which means that perestroika was a political movement within the Soviet Union Communist Party. That's 
associated with Mikhail Gorbachev during the 80s, where it was the policy was like openness and it was uh, the literal meaning of perestroika is reconstruction. And it's referring to the restructuring of the entire political economic system of the Soviet Union, trying to make it, trying to get them out of what was called the era of stagnation mm-hmm. and trying to like restart the whole thing, like freshen its image, make it seem like, hey guys, hey, the rest of the world, the, the Soviet Union's great. We're not, you know, it's not falling apart everything's awesome communism yeah. is great so it's putting out this like mask of everything is good even though everyone is suffering and everything is falling apart um and then obviously it fell apart in the early 90s i think 1991 is when the the soviet union was no longer a thing yeah and that sort of marked the kind of marked the end of the cold war although you could argue that the cold war is ongoing but have you seen um hypernormalization is it a movie? It's uh, like a three-hour documentary. No. It touches on this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, huh. But it's dense. Yeah. Um, but the the con- the basic concept is that people will normalize anything. Oh, and- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so, familiar. And part of it was focused on the, the Soviet Union and how people dealt with it. But yes, no, it's it's very, it's very interesting. And one more yes. point about that. Yep. The most famous and like enduring creature features in cinematic history, like in the real world, the mo- I think the most common thread throughout all of them is that everything is at the detriment to the people and it's all in the sake of scientific discovery. And then not only is it we have this is justifying the means are supposed to be justifying the ends, but they're absolutely not because it's just people suffering and dying. But it's also, we also then weaponize our discoveries as soon as we find them. I mean, that's yeah. a big theme throughout so many movies that we discover this awesome thing. And then we immediately are like, how do we make this a weapon to crush our enemies? And that's a big thing in a lot of movies where, especially from countries like the U S which I'm, we're both very familiar with and then also Russia where they're competing superpowers historically. So, uh, and they have long histories of corruption, nationalism, and a fetish fetishization of their own power, I would say. And even more so over each other, who is more powerful than who, who's more stable and happier Mm -hmm. than who, even if no one is happy. And I think the, I think the best creature features well, not the best ones like that you could ever make, but the the best ones in like movie history are the ones that touch on that and sort of yeah. the the hubris of of man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it ties in actually what you're saying to that monster theory. Some of the messages in that book, the monster. I think it's just called Monster Theory, but how these monsters just uh, they're like the yeah, like you said, like socially the socially unacceptable to the extreme or the acceptable taken to this monstrous level. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of what this story touches on. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say that the monster itself is supposed to be that in this movie, but the people, the, the, the people that are trying to influence Anna and um, I'd say they're more of like the um, amalgamation of those things, right? Like they're trying to, you know, take that message that shows up so often in horror movies, right? You know, like you said, Mm -hmm. does the means justify the ends, all of that. And they're taking it to this 
it's not really that extreme and it's actually very based in reality. So I don't know. I think that's part of what makes this movie pretty scary, right? Is like, this is a very real thing that happens all the time. Like these, these types of scenarios happen constantly. And this is a very real situation that, um, that she's being put in. And I think it's very timely for the day. It feels like it, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Which is something I really liked about it. Not only because everyone is wearing, I wrote down here, the world's most comfortable looking masks. Um, but <laughs> they're literally the masks they, that they're wearing as these like spores, you know, they're in rooms that are potentially infected or they'll be wearing these masks that look like just pillows strapped to their face. And it's oh, glorious. The, the pillow mask. Yes. They're so I, good. The second, they ha- It's like this thick fabric it looks like a pillow is strapped to their face but it's like this really yeah. thick fabric that goes yeah. over their like entire mouth nose and like neck that's like tied over their ears and i'm like <laughs> especially in the era of living in a pandemic i'm like i kind of don't feel like this is effective but maybe it's super effective <laughs> I don't, because it's, it's so yeah. thick right you cannot like I cannot imagine breathing is very easy when wearing that. For for the life of me, I cannot figure out what it is made out of. But yes, it looks like a pillow is just strapped like right t-shirts. to their face. It looks like uh yeah, like a bunch of like a combination of t-shirts and um like gauze and puff. Yeah, what am I trying to say? Like the puff balls, you know, like. It looks like a combination of those three things just came together and made a pillow for your face that um, <laughs> looks very comfortable. But it is interesting to to watch this movie through the lens of a person, me <laughs> and Stephanie, right, who has lived now through a pandemic. It's like, I find myself being really judgmental of the mask. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this one, guys. Yeah, yeah it's really, I'm like, mm. I don't know. Um, I'd go into a grocery store with that on my face, but you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yes. So I think, I mean, we're kind of getting towards ish the end, the end part of the movie, right? Like we're in like the last 30 ish minutes now. Yeah. Cause uh, the rest of it, a lot of it is running away from the monster and yeah. Things uh, generally going downhill. And also Sergei, his health is severely declining because he's, infected he's starting to change yeah and then at some point she loses him like he she leaves him in the um in the elevator because she's like he's not doing well and she's like i can't cart your ass around that's not what she says (laughs) (laughs) but she basically can't you know keep him um around and they need to go get the key that grigoriev dr grigoriev hid in like the lowest level of the shaft which is in mm-hmm. the hottest part of the thing, right? So she's like, all right, stay here, Sergey, in the elevator. I'll tell you where I'm from, like, when I get back, right? Because that's their running joke is that she's trying to guess where she's from. And he's like, all right, tight. So he sits down. <laughs> and then she goes off with, with it, like, the last remaining teammates, which is mm-hmm. Piotr and who else? uh it's the big soldier um, guy who i can't remember what we have him here uh, I, th- I think nikolai's still alive at that point yeah it is yep yeah him. so they go off and um they make it down to the bottom level and her military contact he's the one who ends up kind of strapping on that 
the last remaining, I think it's like the heat protective costume that they've costume, um, the heat protective suit. clothes suit. Thank you. Yeah. That they have. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out onto this bridge and go get the key. And they're like, okay, you have like five minutes until shit starts getting real for you. Like you can go out there for about five minutes and then you have to like come back in. And so <clears throat> this is kind of that big, you know, climactic one of the climactic moments in the final where we get a view of the cavern of this mold, like fungus that thrives in like the high, high heat. And that's a beautiful scene. I, that's probably the most one. Well, no, I think it's the most powerful scene that she, because this cavern is like huge, does not even begin to describe it. It's like this gaping chasm in the earth. Yeah, and it's also glowing. All like the ceiling and the the walls are all covered in this fungus, and you know that because it's like glowing red and like pulsing red. Yeah, and it's also very, I guess, windy in there, or just super unstable. And it's also incredibly hot, so her skin immediately like reddens, and she's she's being burned, you know, by yeah. the the sheer temperature in here. And she has to go get this key that's, isn't it on like a body or someone? Yeah. Well, so her, the military guy, the, the I'm sorry, the, like the government official person, right. Who mm-hmm. has been like kind of pushing her to do unethical stuff this whole time makes the decision to be the one to go out in the suit and grab the key from like the end of the dock. And right. then he doesn't come back for like a, like a little bit too long. So she's like, I'm going to go out and right. get him okay. so she so that's when yeah that's when she walks out and then the cavern is there like stephanie said and and again somebody had to build this right but <laughs> somebody had to build this walk out into the thing how did they do it in two minute chunks i don't know but they did it um so there's this giant walk going out into this cavern and yeah that like stephanie was saying that scene is very beautiful because at first you can't quite tell you can tell it's big, but you can't quite tell. And then the way that they did the effects is the the wall sort of like at the far end of the cavern from her starts to light up. And that's when you can really see the the scope yeah, the, of this yeah. space. Yeah. So it's so, terrifying. <laughs> and um, then she's 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 burned. She's not feeling too good. Not feeling um, good. Oh God. When she's also she's burned, she goes into this walk-in freezer and dumps a bucket of ice water over her head. I can just feel that pain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so bad. Yes. So she, um, yeah. So she gets the key and then she comes back into the elevator. Right. So they're good. They can now use the key to use the elevator to try and get up eventually to the surface. Right. And get out of this hell hole. Literally. And so she gets back in and yeah. And of course, we've already pieced together that this thing likes the heat and it doesn't like cold. So I think they get up to like a certain level and then Piotr like kind of turns on them and he's like, I want to be the scientist that that gets all the credit for this. And so he becomes the bad guy and they kind of have to escape and they're running around. And that's when we get, we start to see the this human blob monster that's yeah. they've been hearing for a while, right? And it's making all of these human voice box sounds but it's very clear that it's not them it is them but then it's also not 
Yeah. And that's also something I questioned was, okay, so before I get into it, they they start to see glimpses of this monster and it's basically, I don't really know what the structure of it is because it's it looks like a monster in itself, but then it's also all of the like human victims that it's claimed, they're all like fused together in this monster. So there's a bunch of like torsos and heads sticking out of this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this amalgam of like human suffering. And the the people like they look like they're awake and they're like screaming and crying and making these awful noises. But at the same time, I I don't know how much of like that person is still left. So are they like in pain or are they just completely consumed by this monster or is it a little bit of both? I think the, the lack of an answer on that one makes it even scarier because that's the kind of thing that really gets to me. Like I, I love horror movies. I don't like to see people physically suffer in like pain. So it's like a very delicate balance, (laughs) (laughs) which makes it seem like I would have a very hard time with horror, but I don't, it's only certain things that, really get to me so it like borders on really getting to me there but this monster is amazing it looks a lot like so i can't talk super good it looks a lot like the final monster and then also the bevmo monster (laughs) in the void (laughs) no i was gonna i had that i had that here too i was like yes it does remind me of um his daughter the monster in the void well then also beverly affectionately called bevmo Beverly is she the was she the wife in the void no Beverly is the other nurse well there's three nurses but she's like the other real nurse she was like 40s ish yes 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 the one that's in the hallway um yeah okay yeah yep and yeah so she's the Bevmo monster um (laughs) it looks a lot like that (laughs) yeah in terms of like structure and that kind of John Carpenter and like Oh, what am I trying to say? I can't think. I know what you're saying. Do you it'll, know what I'm it'll saying? It'll come to you. Yes. No, Eldritch, uh, the color out of space. Yes. Yeah. What am color I thinking? Out of space. No, I, I know what you're saying. Lovecraft. That's what I'm trying to think of. Like Lovecraftian a Lovecraftian, yeah, and also John Carpenterian <laughs> horror monster. All that. That's that's exactly what it looks like, which I love. I think it's a great homage. I don't think it's ripping it off. I think it's a great homage. But then it also has all of these people fused into it who are like crying and screaming. So it just, it sets all of my nerves on fire. It's so (laughs) terrifying. And Um, she has to escape this thing. Yeah. (laughs) And and it should be said, the reason that it's gathering all these people, like it's using these people's bodies is because, like we said, this thing relies heavily on heat and warmth. and it's using the heat from bodies mm-hmm. to keep itself going in these um, on these levels that are higher up than it's used to. That's one reason why when she gets into that's how that's how I read that scene when she's in the um, like the walk in cooler or whatever, trying to escape mm-hmm. this blob of humans. Um, and she sees the ice water with champagne bottles in it. And she dumps it on herself. That's her trying to like kill off the, like any spores I got on her. Any spores, yeah. So, um, and then she escapes that and kind of starts to crawl past it. I wanted to ask you, what she like kind of does this barrel roll move under the monster. 
to get away yeah. from it. But then she like cuts. Does she cut off like a sample? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is that what she's doing? Or is she trying to like injure it? Because she's under there with like a, a, a sharp object. And um, I was like, is she doing, is she doing the scientist thing where she's trying to take like one last sample before she gets back in the elevator and blasts up to the surface? I don't remember what she's trying to do because at this point she is resolutely against bringing this thing up to the surface. Right. Like she's, and she's, she's trying to destroy it. Yeah. So to be honest, I'm not too sure. I wasn't clear on that part. Yeah. Um, she definitely like cut something off though. I I thought at at that point though, everyone's (laughs) dead. Everyone's Uh, dead. Yeah. She, she finally gets to the elevator and Sergei is still in there. But he has since fused to like the center console. And he's like, he is still alive. (laughs) He is still alive and he's still conscious. He's slipping away, but he's still like Sergey. And he, oof, he, he looks awesome, but it's also very disturbing. It is. Um, uh, she, oof, he, she lets him know where she's actually from, which is Yugoslavia. Uh, and then she kisses him. And that part, I'm like, girl. I I know you're trying to give him a nice little goodbye send off yeah because like at that point she like kind of realizes because she took her mask off when she was in the um which should be a lesson to us all don't take your your fucking mask off she was in um she took her mask off when she was in the big hot chamber and um there was lots of stuff lying around in there and (laughs) she's starting (laughs) She's starting to glow a little bit, you know, so it's like, all right, well, might yeah. as well just give this guy a little smooch right before I, we both die. Yeah, that's the and, twist is that she got infected. But she's also like, so for half of a second in the elevator, she feels okay about going up to the surface. But then after she spots Sergey and realizes the spores are in this elevator, like, she's like, mm, yeah, we shouldn't go back up yeah. actually and, and um oh go ahead well she's trying to stop the elevator yeah and then she embarks on a plan or, or on a mission to stop the elevator but her and cohort nikolai yeah he doesn't want to die down there and he doesn't he, want he's the to. only he's the only only other person that's still alive he yeah. keeps trying to bring the elevator up she's trying to fight him <laughs> off and bring it down he that's the elevator um he gets stabbed with a a vine arm from (laughs) sergey sergey's arm has turned into like this vine horned thing and he stabs nikolai so nikolai bites it right in the throat gets him right in the throat unfortunately (laughs) she passes out kind of before she can successfully stop it because she gets pulled out of the elevator so she's now on the surface. Yes. And, so she's uh, she's now on the surface. And um, you know, these there's they're moving in these soldiers and stuff like that to like help her and bring her out. And in the final moments of the movie, she in fact I think she takes it from one of the soldiers, but it's she's got a, a grenade in her hand. So it's a real throwback to the to the beginning, because yep. then there's another helicopter landing, just like the one that she was in. And she sees there's people coming. They're here to come to the the hole. So she does the exact same thing that guy did. And she blows herself up. And it doesn't work. (laughs) So it's just like, this is going to be repeated. This is potentially going to get back to, you know, 
society, like the actual world, where it can then spread. And the world's over. Yep. Not good. And it is the hubris of us all that brought us to this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. That's, that's super yeah. deep. That's super deep. So, I mean, all in all, I I still really like the movie. And I think it's got amazing effects. I love the monster. I think the concept is really cool. I think there could have been some improvements made. And like, like I said, the length of it could have been shortened and they could have built up the tension a little bit more by building out characters beyond just Anna. But overall, I really like this film. I think it's worth a watch for sure. Yeah. The, the dialogue is by far the most lacking. Like the writing itself is the second most, I think, but it's, uh, I think it has a good, good intentions but then the rest of it is just amazing. Yeah. I like, think by yeah. Without that, it it definitely would have fallen a lot shorter <laughs> for me, but because the rest of it is so good and so like they clearly had enough money to do what they wanted to do, and I'm yes. really glad because yes. they did some really cool things and it, there's also, I mean, there's so much like political commentary, like historical political commentary that's also reflective today. But and it is very also um, related to the U.S., but obviously this is Russian. And it's an interesting look into 80s Russia, especially yeah. since it's directly coming from Russia. It's not just a U.S. made movie that's set in Russia. So yeah. No, it's very, yeah. very worth it. Very worth your time. And that's it for us. That's it for us today. We went down 40,000 40, <laughs> feet. See, under yes. the <laughs> under the earth, we came back up and we we reviewed a good movie. So definitely check that one out. <laughs> Stephanie uh hated all of my um uh metaphors that I came up with. So I all don't in all, know a if good they pod. were metaphors <laughs> other than they were just puns. <laughs> I well okay I had a lot of unintentional puns that's for sure but um how could you not with a movie about a really deep hole that's it for us team thank you so much for tuning in we love you guys um thank you for listening to episode 15 and uh stay inside it's wet out there <laughs> stay spooky <laughs> stay spooky go watch super deep it's worth it yep all right bye <laughs> Bye. <laughs>